It's that time again. We are in off the bench. I'm joined as always by the crew, my brothers, Jim Cross, Randy Jowers. Tonight, gentlemen, we're talking about the NFL. We're going to be breaking down our favorite teams um, and our hometown teams. We'll be talking about the Dallas Cowboys, the Saints, the Bucks, and the Colts. We'll be getting into our teams worthy of hype, um, healthy, non-healthy, off-season needs, um, noteworthy games and records, all, all of that for each one of our, our favorite teams. So, um, guys, we'll get right into it. We're going to start off with my, my team, America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, um, worthy of the hype. You know, I'll, I'll start this conversation off. When you are labeled anything other than American's team, like you may not be worthy of hype, but when you get the America and the brand, like you're worthy of hype every year and the draft class and what we have coming back and what, you know, where we sit and where we were to end last year is, is definitely hype worthy in my opinion. Jim, what do you think? Absolutely. I hate it. I mean, it makes my stomach turn to say that the Cowboys did their thing, but they did. I mean, as soon as they drafted CeeDee Lamb, I literally said to myself, shit, you've got to be kidding me. They did not land him next to Amari Cooper. And then they continued to draft well. I mean, you got a great corner in Trayvon Diggs. I mean, they filled a bunch of needs, and that's the whole goal of the draft. They filled any empty spaces, which they didn't really have many of because, as we know, the Cowboys got a great roster. They've just been kind of underachieving. But now you got a new coach. You hit on the draft like that. I mean, yeah, I hate it. They're going to be good. Randy, I'll ask you, man. I know Jim's true feelings about the Dallas Cowboys. Are are you in agreement with him? Are you a, a hater, or are you you – because you're a Colts fan, you're an AFC guy, you're kind of, you know, you could love them or leave them? Well, no, man, look, let me tell you something. Well, growing up, I hated nothing more than the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, that's but, a shame. That's a shame. You know, it's like you had to you, – there is no in-between. You're never mediocre. You're never lukewarm on the Dallas Cowboys. I feel like you missed something in your childhood, both of y'all not being <laughs> Cowboys fans. I'm sorry. I just Actually, kept- we rooted for the same guy, actually. I just kept rooting. Look, I rooted for the Giants. I rooted for the Redskins. The I rooted Giants. for the Bills twice. I mean, yeah, what, what, are we, what are we doing here? Y'all, I mean, you kept beating up on these teams, cheating. I'm, you might Steelers. as well. Your favorite player should have been Jim Kelly. Well, no, actually, <laughs> such a Jim listen, Kelly thing. Hey, hey, don't disrespect Jim Kelly. He's a cancer survivor like our boy Jim here. I'm not discounting that, but, I mean, you, look, make, it, you make it to the show. Thurman you can't Thomas. win the big one. Four times, nonetheless. The the no. most memorable player on the Bills outside of Jim Kelly was Don Beebe. Well, yeah, maybe true. I, I don't know. I was a big Reed guy. Yeah, that guy was an animal. Yeah, but you was, know, Daniel, I will speak. I will speak for you on this, Daniel. You fall into a very small category, and Randy will second this. Uh, you don't come out every season talking about we're going to win the Super Bowl. You didn't do it the last few years, and so this year you came out with the hype justifiably, whereas traditionally Cowboys fans will say it just to say it because they're still caught in the 90s. No, I, I save my hype and my Homer 
terrific feels putting it out there. I save it for the right time, and I believe that this is the right time. Because, I, I mean, just looking at off-season needs, I mean, they added speed to the outside. They put another force with Amari Cooper. They signed Amari Cooper long-term. They added a cornerback, Trayvon Diggs, to replace Byron Jones. Um, and to be honest, I think that probably a guy who could be one of the best players is Trayvon Diggs. And the reason I say that, you're talking about a guy who practices against Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy every day. So now you're putting him out there to basically go against guys that are good, but they're probably nowhere near as good as those two guys on a day-in, day-out basis. Really, it ain't even just them two. He had to also face probably Waddle and Smith. Yeah. I mean, Cowboys, or excuse me, uh, Bama isn't lacking in guys for you to learn from. Nope. To go back, I do think the Cowboys, I mean, this is probably their most well-put-together team they've had in a long time. I mean, they've had talent that they've underachieved. We all know that. We know the playoff record. You know, uh, missing out. You know, you talk about me and Jim missing out on our childhood. You've missed out on your adulthood. I mean, that's about the last time they were really contenders. <laughs> no. Very true. Very true. It's it's hard. It's like being like a fan of a team that just is is almost there. Like they've almost been there. You know, and I was a Tony Romo, like, that was my guy. That was my dude. And, like, how that ended was was really bitter. And I was sour about that for a while. But now I'm all in on Dak, and I'm trying not to gloss over the fact that we're still undecided with him. But I'm hopeful that things are going to work itself out and he's going to do the right thing. DB, let me ask you a question, man. All right. Why do they keep getting into these – off-season, uh, you know, debacles when it comes to contracts. First with Zeke, now with Dak. When at the end of the day, Jerry's got the uh, reputation that he's going to give them what they want. Why do we have to get here before he does it? Because it's Jerry's world, man. And that's you're, – you're asking a guy who's done the same thing for as long as I can remember to do something different. Like, that's, that's just not going to happen. Um, I think he's a great owner, but I don't think he's a great manager. And I would love for him to take his hat out of that whole managerial side of the team. Well, you know that's not happening, buddy. Right. So I, I, I try to take what I can get. And I keep going back to you know veteran quarterbacks win championships. And I don't see without I don't I don't even know if Dak is considered a veteran quarterback yet. You know, so even with him under center, like does that does that make it any hopeful or any better? But I think with the alternative of Andy Dalton, I would rather have Dak. Well, I think we get caught up talking about players, but really I think that locker room is just gonna be so much happier without Jason Garrett there. True. Hopefully there's a fire lit under those guys and it's not um, the Josh Pastner way of work in that <laughs> locker room where, hey, you know, it's okay. We've, we've, we've played hard, you know, and, you know, shucks, we didn't win. But, you know, looking at the schedule, there's a couple noteworthy games that I, I wrote down. And I – I'm honestly, I'm looking forward to 
week three when they travel to Seattle and week 13 when they travel to Baltimore because I um, I know, Jim, we talked about the season, but Seattle over since that time has really done a lot of like good things to strengthen their team. And I'm, I'm interested to see where we stand in week three early on and then to see in week 13 against a, a, a powerhouse in Baltimore how – how much better we've gotten. Um, you know, anybody disagree with those two games? No, and I even added one more. I had those two, and I had week 15 against the 49ers. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still, like, I feel like the 49ers, you know, given their season last year, a lot of people are still discounting them this year, and I don't know if it's just because of everything that that's that's going on in the NFC, but – I feel like they're they're in it, but not a lot of talk is is revolving around them. And I think that's exactly how Shanahan wants it. Yeah, it's easier for me if you're going to play us against the world than it is to be on top. Look what happened to the Rams when they got all the hype, and then they quickly fell off the cliff, right? Because they were the young, hot shot, new coach, young quarterback coming in, you know, throwing darts all over the field. I mean, you know, but look, it's not what you want. Look at the Rams, look at the 49ers. Well, the 49ers aren't there yet, excuse me. Look at the Rams, look at the Falcons, look at the Panthers after they went to the Super Bowl and lost. It just, it just didn't go well. But I will note, Daniel, um, America's team does have six, I said six, primetime football games. Hey, I don't doubt it. I do not doubt it. People, like, there's – there's a lot of people that are Cowboys fans and want to watch Dallas, but there's also a lot of people that are Cowboy haters that want to watch them lose. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. That's a lot of the reason why they get some primetime games. Um, looking at the schedule, I, I have a predicted record of, of 12 and four. And I know that's very, very like favorable of someone who's a Cowboys fan. I know I've seen them anywhere from nine and seven to eight and eight, but um, I got them losing at Seattle. I got them losing at Philly. I got them losing at Baltimore and at Minnesota, um, which stings a little bit because you're talking about the the gamut of being able to determine how strong your team is is all losses against. You know, arguably the, one of the top two teams in the AFC and one of the top and two of the top two teams or four teams in the NFC. So, um, but I think they have enough to, given that Dak is, is playing and he's on the field, I think 12 and four for me is, is where I sit. Jim, where do you sit on a record for those guys? We can actually move to Randy. The fact that me and you haven't discussed this, and I got 12-4 and four in the same four losses, says that, you know, you're not being biased, that you are looking at realistically, and 12-4 and four is very doable. So, I mean, you can ask Randy what he thinks. We're on the same page. Well, I think you're idiots. They're going 1-15. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. So, I got them at 11-5, and five, but my losses, I do have them losing at Seattle. Tough place to win. I think Russell Wilson is an odds-on favorite to win MVP. I do have them losing to the Browns, though, so I'm throwing it out there. It's a schedule Ooh. loss. I, Baker's coming in. He's hyped. Them boys are going to be ready. Um, 
the other loss, Eagles and the Ravens and the 49ers will be the fifth loss. Yeah, y'all remember what happened last time the Browns had so much hype? Well, I don't think that oh, was that was, that was last year. Hey, 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 I, hell, hold on now. I didn't say they were going to be a playoff team. I think that the yeah. Cowboys are due always for a schedule loss, and that's the one. Well, some, well you better somebody back on up here off. thinks they're a playoff team. I'll say that. They are a playoff team, and you better back up off LSU North. He called them a playoff team last year, and I quickly had to remind him when they were getting their teeth kicked in every time he said it. Hey, I, I'm I'm excited for this season, whether there's fans or not. Like I, I think this this is the season for the Cowboys. You guys may not agree with that, and guess what? I don't give a shit. But at the end of this season, you'll know that I was right, and it's been noted on our podcast. <laughs> so. Let's transition over to the Saints. Um, probably one of the teams that Dallas is going to have to host in a playoff game and, and beat, uh, beat up on. But uh, does Jim, does Breeze stay healthy all year? I mean, yeah, you better. You go out and get Ruiz and get rid of Warford. You better be protecting that ass. But more so, you better protect him because Jameis Winston is sitting behind him now. So I'm going to say, yes, he stays healthy. Hey, Jameis, Jameis going to throw throw them balls. He's going to throw a lot of completions, but he's going to turn the ball. Randy over knows too. why I'm Randy knows why I'm sick because if Breeze was going to go down, free Taysom Hill. That's my man crush. That's my dude. And if Jameis comes in and Taysom doesn't, I'm gonna be sick. So did did the Saints did they meet all the offseason needs? I mean, we, we yeah we've talked the draft and we know that. They didn't help themselves in the draft in any way, but did did they meet any needs through free agency or any other point um, from the yeah, end of I the mean, season? Yeah, I mean, even Randy highlighted it. Obviously, Emmanuel Sanders, so you're taking the pressure off Michael Thomas. But bringing back Malcolm Jenkins, who they should have never let go to begin with, and that's one of probably my sickest feelings. I didn't like him being let go. They got Jairus Bird who is a major bust. You bring him back, he brings veteran leadership as well as this play. So, um, big-time player on defense, big-time player on offense. So, I feel like – because there wasn't very many holes. They just choked it away last year like they seemed to find a way to do here last few seasons. So, I mean, they have the talent. They filled the spots they need to. It's all about staying healthy and doing what you're supposed to do when it matters. Randy, are you looking forward to any noteworthy games of the Saints this year? Oh, week one, baby. I mean, week one. I mean, I can't wait to see Tampa, Gronk out the trash talk. Not that Breeze and them guys are going to get into that, but I think that's going to be prime time. I don't care if there's fans in the stands or not. I'm ready to see those guys go at it. Yeah, I, I would I would have started with you, Jim, but you can't pick every week as being the noteworthy game. So. No, that was, that, wasn't, that wasn't my game. It hey, should be. Game. It should be. No, it's game. not. I want a Christmas Day gift. Fuck the Minnesota Vikings, and they're coming to New Orleans on Christmas, and that's that's what I want. I mean, I want their head on a platter, and I want to feel some sort of vindication for the Minnesota Miracle, for the Kyle Rudolph catch last year. They have been walking it off on us, and I need some Christmas Day love. Well, good luck, because five days before that, you're playing the defending champions. So, I mean, enjoy you, that. You want to talk – yeah, let's talk about that. Three straightaway games, and then you get two home games against those two guys or those two teams with five days apart. And you know what? 
conspiracy theory mark put that on the podcast oh god here we go here we go, here we go. Ra- randy any other noteworthy games for the saints you know, I was going to actually point out the 49ers game because Emmanuel Sanders is going to be on the other side. He's not going to be cooking all the Saints uh, DBs this time. So, uh, I think that's a game to watch. <laughs> but, you know, another you noteworthy that game. That boy not... deboed the Saints defense last year. He he did. He did. But, let, hey, a noteworthy game, in the, not from the competition standpoint, but the Saints do get to go to the very first game in Vegas on Monday Night Football Week 2. So, I mean, that's cool that my team's going to be a part of that game. And I saw that when I was out in Vegas a couple months ago. I saw the stadium, and it does not look like a stadium. It literally does look like a, a spaceship. You guys stole my thunder because I, I look looking at the Saints schedule, I, I picked blocks, and I picked the week one and two block, and then I picked that um, – week 15, week 16 block, because for those reasons, obviously I have a vested interest in Tampa Bay and it's week one, but also I'm interested to see what, what Vegas looks like uh, on, on that kind of stage. Well, I'll be watching it from TV because I looked and, you know, you can get a flight out to Vegas for next to nothing. And if there are fans in the stands, uh, you can't find it, at least right now, you can't find a ticket for cheaper than a grand. It says here, tickets as low as $620. <laughs> week one. Well, at least they've lowered some since I looked. Week one against Tampa Bay, tickets as low as 186 Week two against Vegas, $620. Unbelievable. So you're saying I should go to Tampa game? Well, I mean, yeah. Well, the – if you wait until week nine at Tampa, it says tickets as low as one hundred and twenty-two dollars. So, I mean, it's but even you cheaper. told me I wasn't welcome because you said you didn't want to watch me cry. I mean, I would hate to come on the podcast and and tell everybody that you were crying because Taysom Hill wasn't in the game and Drew Brees had a couple picks and didn't play his best and Tom Brady did what Tom Brady does which is just be a winner. Like I I can't <laughs> uh, if you want to go that route you're more than welcome but like I know how you are. I don't want you to be upset the whole time. Like that would have to be like we would have to go to the game and then you would have to immediately go to the airport and fly out like cuz like I would I feel like if any more time in Tampa your trip would be ruined after that. So mm, probably any so predicted record. What do, what do you got for your for your boys there, Jim? Thirteen and three. Thirteen and three. Okay. Okay. Randy, what do you got for him? Twelve and four. And I got losses. I got them splitting with the Bucks. I do have them losing to the Niners and losing to the Chiefs because nobody beats Patty Mahomes. Yeah, I have that loss too, but I do not have them losing to the Niners. I actually have them because y'all know the Saints struggles on the road, especially because it is in late December. I have them losing that game to Philadelphia. Oh, I said four losses. Did I say yeah, Bucks, Niners? Oh yeah, I do have the Eagles too. Eagles, Chiefs. My bad. I said that's just that's just not the game that the Saints win. They don't win in cold weather on the road. I I got them. So interestingly, I got them losing back to back games twice in one season. Interesting. I got I got them losing back to back games. I got them 11, 11 and five. I got them oh. losing oh. losing to Green Bay. I got them 
Splitting with Tampa. Man, splitting with go Tampa fuck Bay. yourself. You just talk bad about Aaron Rodgers, and you're going to talk about Green Bay going to come into New Orleans and beat them. I don't even cuss like y'all on this show, and you're going to get me all riled up like that. Hey, you know, you're going to experience what Aaron Rodgers does to people. So I got them splitting with Tampa. I got them losing to San Francisco. I got them losing to Kansas City and Minnesota. It's going to be, it's going to be a tough December. Whoa, Minnesota! You got them losing on Christmas Day in our house. Yeah, they don't beat the Vikings, bro. <laughs> I mean, that's not that far fetched. Whoa, Chris Hill, okay. are you listening? They were both in New Orleans too. Both those playoff wins. I mean, that is a fact. Hey. Well, I mean, the one where he caught it over him was definitely in Minnesota. Was it not? When, yeah, it was. Oh, no, it was. Yeah, the Minnesota yeah. Miracle was there. Okay, I apologize. My bad. So, anything else that we need to hit on the Saints? Or, or we got you fired up to a point where you need to just move on? Yeah, um, they're just glorious. That's all you need to know. Okay, well, that's that's to be determined. Um, we'll see how that. Um, no, I got a question for I got a question for Randy real quick because it's his boy. He does actually have a boy that plays for the Saints. Does Alvin Kamara cause any kind of trouble with his contract? Yes, I think so yeah. too. Unfortunately, yes. So would you cut bait on him like a lot of Saints people are saying, regardless of how great he's been? While, um. You can you can sell them high, one hundred percent. Running backs are, are uh, for lack of a better term, they're a dime a dozen. I never would have paid Zeke. I'm not paying a running back. You don't you don't want to be a, a Derrick Henry and grind your way to a your biggest contract of your career. Like that's no. not fun. Uh, take your money while you can. And if I was him, I would hope you know hope for the best. Hope you stay healthy and then try to get that money. Because people are going to pay it. That's for sure. That's for sure. So let's move on to the Bucks, And I am 100% in agreement that they are worthy of hype right now. When you get the GOAT coming to you to replace the need that really is what has lost a lot of games as far as turning the ball over, um, and you put him in the mix – like with a veteran coach with, you know, a really good offense uh, with a bunch of weapons, like you got Mike Evans, like Chris Godwin, those guys are primed for a guy like Brady to come in and, and just help them. Um, so I, I believe the Bucks are, are getting a lot of hype, and I think it's they're worthy of that. Jim, Bucks in, in the Saints division is this – you gonna you gonna throw them some bones here? You gonna give them a little bit of hype, or you gonna yeah you gonna bash them a little bit? And no, and I even saved my my greatest secret. Um, it's not a secret, obviously, but most people don't talk about it. That what they did, and this I guess would consider free agency because it was after the draft. So everybody knows Patrick Queen. Everybody knows Jacob Phillips from LSU. They got drafted. Patrick Queen was a big deal. They were – neither of them were the actual best linebacker for LSU. It was actually Michael Divinity Jr., but he had off-season troubles. He missed a bunch of games, but it did not stop the Bucks from picking him up 45 minutes after the draft. And the key note about that is who did he play alongside for two years? Devin White, who also plays for the Bucks. So add everything in we already know, drafting the offensive tackle – bringing in 
Brady and Gronk, and then you got two really stud linebackers who have a great chemistry. Absolutely. And th- there's, you know, w- when we're talking about off-season needs, they they didn't need a, a tight end, but they got one. I think they not only got a tight end, but they got a huge star, a huge playmaker. It's going to be interesting to see what Gronk brings after having a year off. Um, but they got an offensive tackle. They got a little extra protection uh, for Brady. They did pick up a safety for Minnesota in the draft, which, I mean, defensive secondary, it's it's kind of right now it's hard to say, well, was the defense bad or was it because they were getting the ball in in short field position and teams were getting the ball in short field position and the defense was having to battle so hard. Um, Randy, anything um, that you, you're looking forward to? Uh, when- Bruce Arians. I love it. I think that, you know, he became one of my favorites when he took over as an interim basis for my Colts. Uh, you know, his philosophy is no risk it, no biscuit, right? So he plays to win. And I really like that. I mean, he was – I think he was one of – one, maybe the only one ever to win AP Coach of the Year, and he wasn't even the full-time head coach. He was an interim coach. And then, obviously, he goes on – you know, he was with the Cardinals. Had, they kind of revived them. Um, after that, and you know, I, I I love the guy, man. He gave, hey, he gave Tyron Matthew a shot after he had been kicked off the team. Who knows if that guy would even be in the league right now if it wasn't yeah, for Bruce Arians? That's your boy. That's your boy, the landlord Randy, Jim. That is your boy. I'm actually drinking out of a Yeti cup that was custom made from a friend that has Tyron Matthew it- on it as we speak. Uh, yeah. But that's something nobody's really talking about is Bruce Arians as a coach. I mean, like, I think that that's – I don't think they're going to win the division. I'm going to go ahead and say that off the top. But I think they're going to put every challenge out there. Uh, you know, like you you touched on it, DB. The reason that the Buccaneers – or maybe three, four losses last year they, they could have been wins is because of turnovers. Jameis, 30 interceptions. I mean, he threw 30 touchdowns, which kind of goes to what you're – you know, back to Bruce Arians, the no risk at no biscuit. But you can't lose games behind the center, and that's what Jameis was doing. And Tom Brady will not lose you football games. He may not be the guy that can go win them for you right now. Like well, I mean, if you to, take away even 10 or 15 of the interceptions that that Jameis threw, you probably win two or three more games, and that puts you right there. Like, I mean, it – Well, let me ask you guys this, because the offensive line was suspect – um, and obviously they address some needs, but do you think there's something to having Tom Brady play behind you? I mean, let's think about it. You know, he's considered by most as the GOAT, and for those guys, do you think – I know you should be giving your best all the time and you should have that mentality, but let's be honest. When you think about him being behind you, if you're those guys, you think to yourself, we cannot let anybody get to this dude. Oh, there will be some emphasis put on it, absolutely. I mean, they're – there's no doubt, and but I what I what I think's what sets those guys apart, like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and Dan Marino, even back in the day, is they get rid of the ball quick. He's not going to stand back there and hold the ball for six, seven seconds. Yeah, He's those guys are, are they'll take penalties before they get sacks, and not that that's good, but they they have a knack. The reason that's part of the reason, like Randy said, that they're so good is they have a this 
way of eluding defenders and putting themselves in the positions to make throws or get rid of balls and they don't overthink it and they usually the decisions that they make are 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 solid and good decisions it's very rare where they do something that's just bonehead um and throw it right to someone um just looking at the schedule a couple noteworthy games obviously week one they're traveling to new orleans it's going to be a hype atmosphere it's going to be Two of the best quarterbacks in the league, um, you know, pretty much very, very noteworthy game. It's it's going to kick it off and get things moving in the right direction um, as far as Sundays go. Looking forward to that game. I'm also looking forward to week six when Green Bay comes in because I want to see Tom Brady just put it on Aaron Rodgers. Um, and then, then obviously, I, I think there's a, a week 12 – uh, against Kansas City, uh, where Kansas City comes to Tampa. Jim, unfortunately uh, for the Saints, they don't have a bye week when they play the the Chiefs, the Chiefs and the Vikings. Conspiracy. The Bucks do. Um, they'll have a bye week before Minnesota comes to town. I think that the end of November, early December is going to be some fun football. Um any Randy, any noteworthy games that you're looking forward to the Bucks playing or just being able to see Tom Brady in a different uniform? <laughs> you know, I've always long been a Colts, Colts fan, obviously, so I've, I've watched Tom Brady rip my heart out time after time, and I'm just really excited <laughs> that going to be doing it to Jim now. So, J- oh. Jim, any noteworthy games Look, for the, the Bucks? The I'm, I mean, yeah, the game uh, – It'll be interesting for me, other than like what we talked about, them against the Saints, is that Minnesota game, right? Because not only is it the team that's been ripping our heart out, but at that point, when you look at how late it is in the season, you're talking about when we're really going to find teams jockeying for a position, whether it be for division or playoffs. And so I'm going to find myself in an interesting situation because if the Saints and the Bucks are in a dogfight, um, I got to be rooting for Minnesota, right? So – uh, that one will be interesting if all the cards fall right and the Saints and the Bucks are battling hard because then I'm going to find myself rooting for Minnesota, which is going to hurt. Where you got him record-wise, Jim? I mean, 12-4, and four, and what I wanted to highlight on that is because we just went through uh, the Saints records and we went through the Cowboys records. And, you know, last year I was pretty pissed off that the Saints ended up um, playing opening weekend with a 13-3 and record. And just if our predictions are correct, um, yeah, somebody with a really good record, 12-4, possibly 13-3 and again, is going to get stuck playing week one again. Well, it's going to happen. It's even more likely now because they have seven teams. I mean, you got three wild card. I mean, it well, that's not this. Year. That's not this year, though. That's that's the year after. No, that's this next this season. I thought it was after this season. No, I think – now I'm questioning. Uh, don't question. How dare you question, Randy? Uh, this is this unheard is, of. This is I I got the Bucks thirteen and three. I got losses week one at New Orleans, week twelve against Kansas City, and week fourteen against Minnesota. Um, I I I think the Saints are too good to say that they're going to beat them twice. And I think Kansas City is probably the best team in football. And then Minnesota is just a tough matchup, even with a bye week. You know, it's just they're they're good. Um, 
Well, Randy, hey, since I looked it up to confirm, I was – I guess I'm just somewhere out in the woods – and I just have to go back to something, and I'm not going to sidetrack. But the Browns are definitely making the damn playoffs if they're seven teams. I'm going to put no. that down. Well, there's definitely seven teams in each division, but the Browns are still not making it. But I have the Bucks 12-4 and four as well. I got them losing to the Saints week one, the Packers, and then I got them the losing Rams. to the Rams Ooh. and the Chiefs. Ooh. I, I do, man. I'm a Sean McDermott guy, man. You can... I love him. Hey, do y'all think we're – we're because we're picking the Chiefs to beat all our teams and stuff, like – do you think – like, it's not like they just win every regular season game. Are we maybe giving them too much credit to win every game? Well, no, because what I think what we're doing is we're talking about Patrick Mahomes in a primetime game, and those he doesn't I lose. mean, last year in the playoffs, True. it felt like they were just giving the other teams a, a sliver of hope because when they were ready to play – like, there was no question they were the best team, and he was the best player. Like, there was no question. Well, that's – no, that's without a doubt. He is the – right now, I know he didn't win MVP because it just didn't matter that much to him. He is the best football yep. player in the NFL right now. Can, can you imagine, though, can, can you imagine, though, if he this year, what, by all accounts, he goes in to Baltimore and beats Jackson, goes into Tampa and beats Tom, goes into New Orleans and beats Drew. And we said they play – I think they play Green Bay, possibly. No, they wouldn't play Green Bay. But either way, those other three guys. Um, I mean, talk about just submitting how good hey, they I, are. I wouldn't put it past them. And that's just because of the coach, him, and the weapons that they have. I mean, that's – Andy Reid finally got over the hump, man. That's what happened. Now he's yeah, he, he might reel he's off relaxed. Like he's he's ready to get after this, and there's not going to be a whole lot. I mean, there's going to be pressure, obviously, but not near as much as there was to win his first. Um, so let's move on. We got the Colts. Randy, you are a resident Colt expert. Um, is Rivers is he going to have a resurgence? Is he going to bring the Colts um, back to glory? He is going to put them back where they belong at the top of the AFC South, where they've been, you know, 17 of the last 20 years. Uh, so, yeah, they – and I think with just average, maybe to a little above average quarterback play last year, they would have done that again. You know, they weren't that far removed from being there with a very, very average quarterback. Um, Except for that game against New Orleans. Well, <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk about these things. So, yeah, 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 it was cheating. But how about we talk about the fact that the, my, my Colts, it must be just me being a fan, like the Grizzlies, they get no love on primetime. They get one primetime game, and it's a Thursday night game. I mean, what are we doing here? We can't get any love. Phillip Rivers can't get no playoff. I mean, he can't get no they're, primetime. They're going to Monday Tennessee. Night, they're, they're trying to, to give you a chance to go see them. Listen, man, it's a good thing it's on Thursday <laughs> night, so that's a school night. You know, man, I can't, them kids going to be on I mean, e-learning. But, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think that the Colts, you know, they did everything in the offseason and in the draft that I think they could have. They addressed the quarterback. Um, I think Jacoby's going to be a pro's pro about it. You know, he's, he's sat behind guys before, like Tom Brady, and learned. He, he's, he's just a consummate professional. So, I think he won't be a distraction. Got DeForest Buckner. Got Pittman. I mean, they, by the way, they had the easiest schedule in the NFL percentage-wise. 
But when we start breaking that down, it's like literally point, you know, it's by points. So um, I got them going 11 and five. You know, I got them losing to the Vikings, the Ravens, the Titans, the Packers, and the Texans. Wow. So I got them 11 and five. I'm, I got to see some things before I just go all in and push them up to that 12 and four level. I could see you, 10 and do six. You, do you have them beating the Browns? Just curious. <laughs> they hey, no schedule hey. loss for us, baby. That's y'all. I I got that marked as an L. I really do. Well, you do because you believed in the Browns last year, and you're gonna be. You sadly... ain't going to the dog pound and winning, my friend. Hey, oh, like everybody else does. Come on now, get out of here. Look, let me ask you a question. How much does it bother you for a scheduling flaw? In my opinion, anyway, to play the Titans back to back, we understand there's a buy, but I just don't like that. It's happened so many years in a row, though. You know, it's like they they. And that, that whole – that 9 through 13, everybody says, you know, they, they by, by points-wise they had the easiest schedule. But that four-game stretch is tough, man. They got Ravens, Titans, Packers, and then Titans. So, it's not back-to-back from what I'm looking at. But they – I mean, that's, uh, that's a tough stretch. Oh, okay. It slides over. You're right. Okay. My bad. Yeah. So, I mean, you got Ravens, Titans, Packers, Titans, Texans. All, I mean, that's a, that's a tough five-game stretch for a, a team that's yeah, not, not to mention, know, favored to win I mean, the AFC. I, I look at it even further. You got Titans, Packers, Titans – and then you got Texans, Raiders, Texans. And then, oh, by the way, we're going to throw Pittsburgh, Agreed. who has Roethlisberger yeah. back. And, like, you can't, like, you can't just wash your hands of those guys. Like, they're, they're usually pretty competitive. Like, I got them in the I got them beating the pack. I got them beating the Packers for what it's worth, Randy, uh, just so you know. But I think that at Texans game, like you said, on the back end of that. And really, I had them just taking the Texans both games until it was actually both of you guys who um, brought it to my attention, the weapons that I clearly missed that Deshaun Watson picked up. And so, with how good of a quarterback I think he is, I do think the Texans uh, yeah. split with them. Yeah, I think Deshaun Watson's probably a sleeper pick for MVP. I mean, he's he's right there in the conversation. If it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes Absolutely. and Lamar Jackson, he's right Any- there. So predicted record, what were you? I, I mean, I got them ten and six. I think that's fair. Uh, possibly eleven and five. Um, I think yeah. that stretch of games two against Tennessee that are going to be key, and then two against um, Houston that are going to be huge. Um, that little span of five weeks is going to be a, a make or break five weeks for those guys. Hey, listen, if Chad, if Jim's friend Chad is listening, they're bookending this season. They're starting whooping the Jags' ass, and they're ending the season I don't disagree with that. (laughs) Jim, what do you you got the Colts sitting at? Well, I got them at 11-5, and and let me address the Jags thing. The Jags are going for Trevor Lawrence, if you ain't heard, so I don't think they care. But uh, I I got them at a solid 11-5. I actually think they could possibly be better. Um, As far as, you know, marquee games, you know, obviously, like Randy said, they're not on primetime. And you could say this, you know, I said this to Randy earlier, and he said you could say that about any team. But I think because, you know, the division is so up for grabs, minus the Jaguars, that taking care of your division games, every one of those games is pivotal because the Titans and the Texans are going to be battling you. So, I mean, you've got to take care of the, Absolutely. the business and division. Well, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure tonight um, for – all of those that are listening, please give us a like. Please give us a share. If you want us to 
show your team some love and break down your team, let us know in the comments. Um, our next episode, we're going to move on to the full NFL season. We're going to make some predictions um, whether we're going to start the, the, the season on time. We're going to talk about, you know, fans, no fans. We'll have, you know, our final uh, AFC champion, NFC champion, and Super Bowl winners on our, our next episode. So be on the lookout for that. Um, for me, we are in off the bench, and it's been a pleasure. Gentlemen, have a good night.